Hey, welcome back to Pigeonal Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So Sebastian, we're tired. <laughs> yes, we are. We've had some long days. You just got your COVID shot. Yes, I did. And congratulations on that. Canada is finally getting those out there. And Fine. I've been out of my house for almost three weeks now, and it's just been one thing after the other. So thank you to the local Ogden dealership that has screwed me out of my title for seven weeks, and I finally gave that to the state of Utah today. And then my wife got bit by something in Pineview Reservoir, and that got infected. So now we're having to rest her, and she's on antibiotics, and... And we had to fly to D.C. to do the Danish residency stuff because the dealership had not given us our title. And we can't enter Canada without a title for a vehicle to prove that we own it. So, And you're being worked to death on top of getting a COVID shot. Yeah, it's just uh, I think it's been a fun, fun, say, month for both of us here. <laughs> but we're still we're still squeezing out episodes here. And anyone listening, we're, we definitely hope to get a bunch of you that we've discussed interviews with soon. So we just got to figure out what's happening in our world. But it's the playoffs, man. It's the playoffs. And I've been watching some amazing playoff hockey already. All right, I'm going to say this Panthers-Lightning series looks like it's going to be amazing. The Boston Capitals series has been amazing. I, there hasn't been one bad series yet. Oh, the, the Florida State Championship, uh, to me, is playoff hockey. I mean, I, I, I laughed when uh, Sam Bennett got his one-game suspension because, honestly, I think both teams should have been suspended for a game because – that was just intense throwing bodies at each other. Didn't care where the person was standing, where the person looking at you or not. They were just throwing bodies at each other, throwing fists at each other. Uh, you know, probably about 70 penalties that went uncalled. But, you know, I loved it. I mean, whistles are gone away. It wasn't a one-sided game. If it was a one-sided game where you know, calls were going one way, not the other, I could see where that kind of gets, you know, that's not fun. But whistles were away for both teams. And it was just a, they, I, I mean, I'm expecting them to come out with maces and start just beating each other tonight. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait. It's going to be some really, really, really good hockey. Uh, and that's why me and you were talking about it. And it's like, you know, we've been talking about this this for a while. We wanted to talk about, you know, some of the best playoff series we ever remember watching. And this is why this title of this episode is called Because It's a Cup. You watch these games because it's the cup. It's You might miss some regular season games over the year, maybe some weeks of them, maybe a month or two, depending on how your life's going. But when it's a cup... You don't even care if it's not your team, generally speaking. You're watching because you know what's on the line, and there, it's just usually amazing playoff hockey. But there's been some series in our lives that have stood out for each of us at different points. So we just kind of want to discuss what those series were and why they stood out and what made them so memorable. So for you, what was one of the top three NHL playoff series you ever recall watching? So I have three, and I flip back and forth in what order I wanted to go with these. And uh, I think I'm just going to have to... Take the dagger and stab you with it right off the bat, and uh, I'm gonna have to say it's the 2017 Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the finals ended up sends four games to Sabres one. Uh, the reason I remember this game for you said 2017, reason, 2007. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna be like Sabres haven't made the playoffs. I, I, I may have said 2017. I honestly I don't remember at this point. This is bad. So 2007 yeah. Eastern Conference Finals. You know, sends four Sabres one and, and all in all. I just remember that game five halfway through overtime with Albertson with the big goal. 
uh, to send the Sens to you know the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, obviously, the fact that he sent them to the Stanley Cup Finals is, is memorable, especially for me being a Sens fan. Like, you know, you you always kind of remember that. But it was just such. It was even though the series was four one, it was a good series. It was it was a lot of fun hockey to watch. And it, to me, I think, I mean, it's going to be something I, I remember for a long time. I mean, as soon as we started discussing this for some reason, I just have the replay of Alfredson scoring that goal in my mind. Playoff series stand out to you for a reason. And I do recall that series. Yeah, I didn't like the results of it. But that's why I think the series I'm going to bring up is my number three is <laughs> literally right on top of that series. But no, I remember that series. And yeah, Alfie scoring that. It's a game. It was the game winner, right? The, yeah, it was an overtime. Yeah, uh, overtime winner, goal. And I just... Just that, just that whole sensation of knowing your team was going to the Stanley Cup Finals, that was just something that like, I don't think I'll ever forget. And I mean, the way the Sens are going, it might happen again one day in my lifetime. But if it doesn't, it's still such a cool, it's a cool memory to have. I mean, I was, I was a 17-year-old kid. I was still playing hockey. I, I, you know, this was, the city of Ottawa was into this 2017 team, and it was just, it was such a cool experience. Yeah, for me, I mean, I, I was living in Ottawa for that at that time. And yeah, I wasn't too thrilled with that whole series at that time. So the one that stuck for me is number three was actually the year before the 2006 NHL Eastern conference semifinal. And I was in Ottawa. I moved to Ottawa in 2005 and the senators just always had the Sabres number at that time. No matter how good we were, the senators were just going to beat us. It didn't matter. And in 2006, when we had a face off against the senators in the, in the Eastern conference semifinal, I was just like, Oh, okay, here we go. You know, it's like, this is going to be, this is going to be rough because it's the Senators again, and I'm living in Ottawa, and this was the year of the brawl and everything, and it was just like, oh, this is going to be rough. This this is going to be rough. And, man, I tell you what, one of the most memorable moments for me in playoff hockey history, maybe hockey history, is when Pominville buried it past Emery. And I, th- I think it was like 7-6. to six. I mean, it was the, – get the, I was just – that overtime win, and I think it was Rick Generate screaming, now do you believe? Now do you believe? I was just like, I do believe! And I'm like, I get to go to work tomorrow and shove it in all my coworkers' faces because they haven't shut up this whole series. I strutted in there in my Sabres jersey. I'm like, what's up? You know, so, no, that was that was a really memorable series for me. And it was a really, really good series, too. It was a really hard-hitting, typical early 2000s Sabres Senators showdown. We had two really good, hot, exciting teams. Ottawa just always had Buffalo's number, and that's why this series stood out for me. Is Buffalo finally took down Ottawa, and that was a big one for me. So, what about your number two? So, for my number two, um, and I didn't really want to put it in, but I have to talk about it. And again, it's it's 2007, and this is the Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, the Ducks beat the Sens 4-1. That being said, it was such a cool, cool experience to to be able to to watch, you know, a team night cheer for go through this the city had the sends mile you know they renamed the street to sends mile i mean everything every time you turn on the news it was about the sends you turned on anything it was about the sends it was it was such a cool atmosphere i mean i was 17 so i mean i obviously couldn't go to a bar but i mean you'd walk downtown ottawa and the bars were just packed with people on game night or not like it was just like it was like senators hockey fever to the max especially in that especially in that finals and yes they lost four to one but you honestly you couldn't tell that they were down. Uh, it was just it was such a high fever. And honestly, I think a lot of Sens fans get a lot of flack. Um, you know, a lot of Sens fans are fans who you know their parents 
potentially grew up as Habs fans or, or Leafs fans, and they moved to Ottawa, and now you're in that middle. So you made a sense. So, you know, we don't have that deep-rooted sense fan base. Right. That being said, that this this in 2007, it was probably the strongest I've ever felt a part of a team. It was such a cool experience, and it, it just... I, I honestly, I wish I could just relive it again, just give you one game, just to be part of it. It was just such a cool atmosphere. And again, like I, I know they lost, and I, I, I know, rather them win, and and it would have been a cool experience. But the fact I got to watch them play in, in that and and kind of be part of the fandom that was going on in Ottawa to me made that super memorable. In Ottawa, I lived on the corner of Colonel By and Laurier, and when the Senators won that one game, that one game. The streets got full, like the streets of, I think it was Laurier, you know, because it goes right over the Rideau. Yeah. Um, and that's where I lived. I had a view of the Rideau. The, the streets went wild. Like there were cars honking, people going nuts. Dude, till two, three o'clock in the morning, it was just mayhem in the city it, of Ottawa for that one win. And it wasn't like today's when people take to the streets, right? Today, you take to the street. Like, if that happened, you get groups of people that go and loot and do all that kind of stuff. That yeah. Half the time aren't even fans of the sport or the team. Yeah, Vancouver. Just, yeah, exactly. They just want to be part of something. <laughs> and, it, and it looks bad on the fan base, but it's not half the time it's not the fan base. It's other people joining in yeah. and creating that. Back then, it literally, like, there was no, like, police being called. I can remember about, like, you know, things being burnt or whatever. This was just, like... This was just like pure joy, and it was such a cool experience. And I honestly, I as bad as it sounds, I don't think with today's today's sports, I don't think that would happen. Because one, you know, you go out there, and like I said, you get those groups that kind of try to stir the pot or cause issues, and it's just not the same. And police are shutting it down right away. Like, there's no way in today that you could be out in two thirty still screaming and hollering and enjoying the game. Half the time, the cops were just laughing, saying like, you know, make sure you get home. Now in today's, it's like, well, it's eleven o'clock. Shut her down, get out of here. So yeah, it, it was it was just it was so cool, and it's something that I don't think will ever happen again. Not the fact that I don't think the Sens will never make the playoffs or the Stanley Cup Finals again, but just the way the city got behind them. I'm not sure if that will ever happen again the way it did. So I think that was super cool. No, that was I, re- I remember that, and I was uh, as much as I was very unhappy with the Senators taking us out. I always go in that mindset of if you're going to beat us, you better win the cup. Yeah. So I remember that series rooting for Ottawa, not telling anyone because I sure as heck wasn't telling my senator's friends that I was you know, rooting for their team. But it's like if we're going to lose, we better lose to the team that wins the cup. Otherwise, what's the point? So the second series I wanted to bring up, which is weird because I have no vested interest in either of these teams. In fact, the other two series I'll bring up, I have no vested interest in any of these teams in these series. But it's the 2012 Eastern Conference quarterfinals between the Pens and the Flyers. This series stood out to me because it was probably one of the wildest series I've ever watched. These two teams were out to kill each other, and it was high-scoring games. It was by far amazing. And and this is when I was living in D.C., and I had this big group of friends. We'd all get together to watch all these games every night. And so it's all of us sitting there drinking in a bar in, in downtown D.C., screaming at the TV like drunk you know, hockey fans would. But this series was just amazing. Like, this series was the one we were all looking forward to each time because, God, they were out for blood. They were just out for blood. And, yeah, this was a great series. I don't know if you recall that one, but, man, this was a great, great series. 
people people listening are probably like that's pretty well every series when you think about the pens and yeah. the flyers go at each other they're just they're literally like again it's just like this florida series it's like they're just taking out you know swords and knives and going to have a street fight in the middle of the ice and and absolutely i mean it, it's I, I really i really enjoyed watching that style of playoff hockey yeah. because it's just you can tell like it, it's yeah there's a rivalry and you know people say like oh you know the pennsylvania rivalry blah blah but when you watch them play you can tell these players are bought in not only <laughs> yes. do they want to obviously win the cup but they are bought in this rivalry i mean you got guys chirping each other you got guys basically trying to break each other's wrists as Giroux basically <laughs> yeah. you know, got no wrist left in the end of that you know at the end of the series but like it's it's just such a, a cool thing to watch. And I mean, yeah, I mean, people say like, you know, it gets a little rough in the playoffs, but that's what playoff hockey is about. And yeah. anytime these two teams face off, just like they did here, it's always wonderful playoff hockey. And that's why this, the Pens and the Flyers is always a good series, but this 2012 series, it just felt like every game was goal fight, goal fight, goal fight. It was just, oh, that was a good series. But uh, what was the one of the best series then, if, if not? Because I know you didn't probably rank yours one to three, but uh, what's the other series you want to bring up? So I want to bring up a series, and I want to do a quick shout out to a guest and, and a you know uh, an avid listener of ours, which is Darren. You know he was on here while going to their jerseys, and we know he's a Leafs Bruins boo fan. Leafs. Yeah, I know, right? Boo Leafs, wild well, Boo Bruins too, really. But yes. uh, I, I really want to bring up, and I didn't know him at this time, and I wish I did, so I could text him just to find out how his mind was thinking at this point because like you're happy and you're sad at the same time so i don't know if he like had a breakdown or something but 2013 leafs bruins goes all the way to game seven leafs take a a 4-1 lead halfway through the third period only to absolutely melt down break down dysfunctional hockey to lose the bruins in that game seven, you have a three goal lead with less than 10 minutes left to go in a game yeah. and you lose that game. I remember this because I was watching it and I was like, oh, man, I really don't want the Leafs to win. I mean, this is kind of still in the time where like now I'm, I kind of I enjoy watching the Leafs because they have some cool pieces on. And like I, I love Marner as a hockey player. Uh, Matthews is a great score. I love watching them. I, you know, if they won the cup this year, I, I'd be happy. I you know, whatever. But back then, you know, as a kid, I was like, no, like I. I don't like screw the Leafs. And I remember, I forget where I went. I went somewhere for, for 10, 20 minutes and I came back to the game and I was dumbfounded that it was tied. Like I was like, what just happened? Like, I have no idea. And I'll never forget that. And I, I wouldn't, I didn't, I wouldn't care if this was Montreal Bruins or Capitals Bruins or whoever. The fact that a team took a three goal lead with less than 10 minutes left to go in a game seven in playoff hockey and were not able to shut the doors or even just, hold off or hold on tight it just blows my mind like just like the mentality that that the Bruins went into the, the mental part of the game that the Bruins just went in and just fought and fought and fought it was just it was fun to watch and I'm, I'm sorry for my Leaf slash Bruins I'm still confused about that friend there but that was just that was unreal to watch I mean that was exciting I mean I get it as a Leafs fan it wasn't exciting but as a hockey fan I absolutely love watching a team break down like that because I was like man that sucks <laughs> yeah I remember that series and I just remember with every goal I died a little bit like most like I'm not a Leafs fan but I died a little bit with each Leafs fan because that's how much I don't like the city of Boston either and it's just the whole city like every one of your teams guys if you're listening every single one of your teams but it's just uh, well, maybe not the Boston Pride. I kind of like them. But still, it's just one of those situations where you watched it and you're like, how are they? How? How are they collapsing this badly? 
at this point of the game. Like you're, you guys should be balls to the wall trying to not just play kitty by the door, but try to get that puck in and that really kill the Bruins. And they just let the Bruins right back in. And it just seems like the team died. It, 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 was, it was like the 2020 playoffs where they're playing Columbus and they just kind of died. And you're like, where's the team that we've seen all series? Where, where'd that team go? And that's kind of like that series was, man. When they collapsed by the Bruins, I'm like, no, 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 not the Bruins again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I want, I want different blood in the finals, and wasn't getting with the Bruins. No, and it, it was just, it was such a crazy game, like you said. Like, I, I it just, I, I didn't know how to feel. Like, it was just every goal that was going in. I was like, no way they're coming back from this. No way. <laughs> And I was to me, I'm like, play the trap, play something like play 4D, one forward. I don't care what you have to do. Like you still have a two goal lead. You still have a one goal lead. Now you're tied. Now you're now you got to play like, you know, you got to play strong defense and strong offense. I'm like, you should like, I don't know why they just didn't buckle down. And I'm sure they tried or whatever. But I mean, the Bruins in that game, I mean, unstoppable. I mean, that's such a again, I, I would love to be in that locker room. Going into that third period, I'd love to be on that bench just to hear how the guys are feeling, how the guys are talking, and be in that dressing room after they come back from that huge win. I mean, it, it, it would be for them. I think that really locked their team chemistry together. Not that they didn't already have it, but like when you come back on a team like that, like that's just like that guy across the room is your boy, and if someone touches him, like you got his back every time. And that's that kind of hockey it was. And I mean, I think the Leafs really started a dynasty against you know the, the Bruins really kind of molded and became I mean they already kind of were but they kind of became a super team after that because they knew that you know put us down by four by three after with 10 minutes left to go we got you don't worry about it yeah and I <laughs> man but that's typical Leafs hockey and I'm thinking they're going to do that this year I think that they're just they're the best team in the north but I just feel like they're not going to make it past the second round man they're just they're going to pull them they're going to pull a Maple Leafs well, the thing is, they got to watch out, though, too. I mean, they're going to be playing with a very hot AHL. They're playing against an AHL goalie in Carey Price right now. Right? Yeah. I mean, he got he got to start yeah. with the Laval Rocket. So, I mean, they're call, you know, as a Leaf fan, they're probably like, well, they called up a guy from the AHL, so we should be able to beat them. But, no, for real, um, I as much as I hate to say it, um, Darren, I know you'll be listening to this. Cover your ears. I don't I, – I love what they have put together, and I hope they win a cup for them. Like, I, I think this is their year. Mm-hmm. They have to do it. But if they beat Montreal, great. I don't don't think. I mean, I've got them going into the finals in in my in my pool. But that being said, if someone pushes them to a game seven, I just don't. They just have bad luck. And, and yeah, they've changed the team. The team's completely different. But it just seems to me that like I don't know if the, they you know they made a deal with the devil in '67 when they won the cup and just cursed them because they just have awful luck. Yeah, yeah, they have and. I don't know, man. Like, uh, shoot, there's a lot of teams out there that have been around almost as long as the Maple Leafs drought is, and they still don't have cups either. I mean, Buffalo and Vancouver, I think, came in in 1970. No cups. Uh, you know, it's just and like I think St. Louis was one of the original expansion teams in 67, and they finally just got yeah. a cup. So yet you have teams like Carolina, Anaheim, all have cups and you're looking on as, as fans of like if I was a Maple Leafs kid, I'd never seen my team win a cup. I'm a Sabres fan. I've never seen my team win a cup. So that's why it was great as a, the Caps. The Caps came in, I think, in 67, and they finally got their cup in 2018. So it's been great to see some new blood win cups over the last several years and actually start to see some hockey and just trying to see other cities finally raise cups. And I'm hoping that the 2047 Buffalo Sabres get there. So you, so you mean 
You mean you didn't really enjoy back in the day when either the Devils, the Avalanche, or the Red Wings won the Cup? No. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> but, but my final series I wanted to ch- chat about was actually the first ever Stanley Cup Finals I recall watching, which I probably brought up once, maybe twice on this podcast. But again, it's it's the series that really sold me on hockey. I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan. I've loved watching uh, my my team over the years, not recently, but over the years. This was not one of those scenarios. I was a Buffalo Sabres kid growing up in little, you know, Buffalo. And I was just fascinated by this Minnesota North Stars, Pittsburgh Penguins, 1991 showdown. I am dating myself there, but this is the first series I remember watching as a kid. This was the Canadian kid, Mario Lemieux, doing everything Mario Lemieux does. And, man, he was just leading his Penguins to success. And, shoot, dude, the Minnesota North Stars did a throwdown. At this point, my brothers had stuck me between two garbage cans, called me a goalie. So I was identifying with goalies like Malarchuk and everyone. And John Casey was the Minnesota North Stars starting goalie for what I figured was going to be a Pittsburgh Penguins series. Now, the series went back and forth. You know, Minnesota won the first game, and then Pittsburgh won, and then Minnesota won, and then Pittsburgh won, and then Minnesota won. And, you know, they were pretty close games. They were only separated by a goal or two or three. But, man, I think there was guys on, on that team like, shoot, dude. Well, they had Tom Barrasso, of course. But, you know, they had Paul Coffey and Ron Francis. And, I mean, this was a hell of a team. And... I just remember just wanting to be John Casey. I'm like, I want the pressure of trying to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, the last game to win the Cup was just a tragedy of a beatdown by Pittsburgh. I think it was 8 nothing. But I wanted to be John Casey in that series when I, I still think it was probably Game 5. It had to be Game 5 because they were in Pittsburgh and... The series was, I think, tied up at two at that point. The music, the fans, just was it was just chaos. And I just remember thinking, I just want to be John Casey. And it was just such a good series. It was a lot of really good games. And then, unfortunately, yeah, that just Pittsburgh in the final game was this the game I'll just ignore. But otherwise, this was just an amazing series. I love those jerseys. I have that John Casey jersey from that era. And it was just, you know, that's the one. This is the series that brought me into hockey. As much as I am a Sabres fan, this Stanley Cup being the first one I recall watching, this is what made me and solidified me as no nah, this I'm a goalie with Barrasso and, and Casey facing off in the series I'll never forget it. Yeah, and I mean that's a that's a phenomenal goalie tan, like battle. Um, you know Barrasso was was a stud back in his day, and so was Casey. So it was kind of um, you know that it, it's for sure would be you know I mean you try to think of it comparable today. There's really no top dog versus top dog right now. I mean, I, th- I think that's what's so cool about hockey is, you know, sometimes it's, like you said, you're a Buffalo fan because where you're from, but you fell in love with the game of hockey and not with the Buffalo Sabres. You know, right. you know, you now love the Buffalo Sabres as, as a fan. Like for me, I fell in love with the game of hockey. I didn't fall in love with the Ottawa Senators. Now I'm a Senators fan. That being right. said, I'm a hockey fan first. And I think that's what's so cool about this sport. It's not like, you know, soccer over in Europe where like it's do or die this one team. Like you don't cheer for anybody else. Like if you cheer for somebody else, you're going to get stoned to death like it's it's you know you fall in love with the actual sport i mean i'm already planning tonight to watch the battle of florida and probably watch them get arrested on the ice for like beating somebody else with their skate or something like you know i mean i i love that and i mean yeah, uh, yeah the sens are in it it sucks I'd, love, I'd like to watch the sens playoff hockey it's not happening but it's just the love of the sport and and, and i think that's when i you know i talk about when i said about the least brewing one yeah it's it was for the love of the game like to me like 
I would hate to if that would happen to the Sens. Obviously, I would, I would never brought that up. I would hide that, put that in the closet, never talk about it again. That being said, just that comeback, it's part of hockey history. It's so yeah. cool to watch, and it's just kind of – we can go on and on and on for days about different playoffs. I mean – Oh, yeah. You think about I, one that came to mind just real quick that I won't really dive into and because I, I don't even remember the year right now is when the Avs made the trade for Ray Bork and Ray Bork finally won a cup. Like, oh, to that me, was that's like something. 2000? I think it was 2000 or 2002, like in that area, like right. So yeah. it might be 2000, but it was that was just such a cool moment to watch as a kid. Like you got to watch a guy who's you know blood, sweat, tears, everything into the game of hockey, finally get traded. You know, he wasn't a huge part. He did very well for them. He wasn't a huge part, but they brought him along. They won that cup. That was so cool to watch. Um, and again, I mean, my team was nowhere near that finals, but it was it's just the love of hockey that drew me to that, to that finals. And to watch a guy who's put in that much time was so cool to see. Yeah, it was 2001. I had to look it up. It was going to bother me, so I was a year off. But yeah, that was 2001. I remember that because I think growing up as a Sabres fan, I was very familiar with Ray Bork. And when we went off to Colorado, I'm like, will he get this cup? Everyone was watching the series because Ray Bork could raise the cup. And, you know, because I think that the Avalanche already had a cup at that point. And they, they were still just a really strong, dominant team. It was like them, Dallas, Detroit. It was just like all those teams right there were just the top dogs ducks i mean these were all strong teams at that point and you knew when that cup was going to be raised it's going to go to ray bork and i don't think any hockey fan hasn't watched at least a replay of that video with his kids standing in the background like you knew how much it meant to him in in this case it was obviously makes crap ton of money but at this point it was all about that cup. That was what this whole thing was about. And I think they had the commercial. I think they even had it on that commercial. I think they literally finished that um, like that Stanley Cup commercial they show almost every year with Ray Bork raising the cup. It was that monumental of a moment. Yeah, and, and again, it's just everyone's love for hockey itself just brought them to this game. Like you understood what this guy put in and you yep. wanted to see him win it. And I mean – and that's when you talk about like, yeah, I brought up two sends once just because for me, it was just that that atmosphere it was something that I was actually be able to be part of. So I have yep. an actual you know, memory of that. But that being said, everything else, when I think about other series, I mean, you know, basically the mafia fights between, again, I bring up the Devils, the Avs and the and, and the, the Red Wings. They just basically killed each other on ice for a Stanley Cup. And it was, you know, the Steve Eisman shot top corner with that camera angle in the playoffs, like all these things. Like I have so many memories of playoffs and just for the love of hockey. And, and I think, you know, and, and I definitely want to hear from you know, our fans and um, just kind of what they're, I mean, I hope when they listen to this, they kind of tweet at us and let us know what their playoff, favorite playoff moment was. Cause the thing is, is you know, it, it brings up a memory. Like sometimes someone brings up a playoff. Yeah. Like, oh, I remember that. That was so cool. Like I, you know, we also have our own memories or whatever, but you know, it's kind of cool to see what everyone else is. Cause they look, they look at teams differently or they, you know, they, they look at hockey differently. And it's kind of cool to see what everyone thinks about, you know, the playoff moments. Yeah. And it is. And because everyone has their own memories of what, was a really standout series for them or multiple series. Like when we decided to do this episode, I just literally went with the three series that just came to mind that I just, if I'm going to talk about a playoff series, I'm going to talk about one, two, and three. 
And these were the three that came to mind immediately because they all meant something very different to me. And they were all amazing series. And you talk about like I was really rooting for Dallas last year just because of the I did not as a Sabres fan want to see the Stars win another cup. I was looking at the roster and really wanted to see some of those boys raise the cup. And you look at the Maple Leafs this year, you see some of the just talent that has never won a cup and is on this roster. You're talking about Wayne Simmons, Jason Spezza, Joe Thornton, Nick Foligno. None of these boys are raised. Forget John Tavares. But the rest of the boys on the team, I mean, yeah, the young, amazing talent they have, like Matthews and Marner and Hyman and them, great. But when you're looking at guys like Nick Foligno and Joe Thornton and Simmons and Spezza, none of these guys have won a cup. All of them gotten close. Well, Nick, I don't think has. Well, was Nick on the Ottawa team? No, or was he not? No, I think that He's was... Already no, I don't. I don't know if that was already Blue Jacket or if he came after that. Yeah, because I have to, I mean, to take a deeper dive into that one. I don't think Nick Foligno's ever seen the third round, but a lot of these guys have really had a long career and have never been able to have a cup. And it, like Frederick Anderson too. Like same thing with Frederick Anderson. Honestly, even Jack Campbell. I mean, these aren't young boys. This is a team that this is a year for them to strike. And yes, as a Sabres fan, not a fan of the Leafs by by any means, but. I would not be heartbroken to see a team with this many veterans raise the cup. All these other guys, if I just have to sacrifice Savara's raising a cup, fine. But, man, I really want to see guys like Simmons, Spezza, and Thornton raise that. And Anderson, man, raise that cup. Really, yeah, I seriously sure. want to see him raise that cup. So, But, no, man, this is, this is, the, this is why this is the cup. You know, uh, this is why we watch. This is why we love it. And this is why we talk about it. So, as Sebastian said, everyone – Definitely chime in. Let us know what you thought of the theories we brought up. Share some of your series that really stand out to you and why they stand out to you. Maybe, you know, the playoffs are going to be on for a little while now. Maybe we'll bring up some series that some of the fans tuned in and, hey, talk about the series and, and tell us why that was a standout series to you. We'll watch the highlights again if we don't remember it. And that would be awesome. So definitely chime in. Let us know. But until then, this is Sebastian. Keep your sticks on the ice. And Chris. And we're Pigeon Hockey. And we'll catch you next time.